Irfan Jaffrey, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Doing good. So, um, Irfan, you're me. one of my favorite kinds of people because not only do we have interesting discussions, but as you probably are aware, we generally go eat a great sandwich together. And that's one of my favorite things. Uh, my wife and I are, are foodies, and, and, and as are you. So it's always a pleasure to, to get some time to just connect authentically and Absolutely. Um, have a good um, meal. Well, so the, the thing we were going to talk about today was uh, you've got a lot of expertise, and I'll let you talk about um, uh, Roosterly and kind of what you guys are up to. But you've got a lot of great ideas about marketing, and uh, we've laughed a little bit about what's not working because we get inundated with it. And so uh, kind of talking today about what's working in marketing today, what's not working, things you can do, things you can take away hopefully from this conversation. And if anything, uh, maybe starting with, you know, maybe tell me about what are some of the things that annoy you enough that we, we started talking about it and decided to get together and, and um, figure out if we could solve some problems. Yeah, gosh, you, you know, I think that, Good marketing is what allows you to stand out. Um, I think that good marketing differentiates you in an authentic way where people can connect with you and feel positively about what you do. Um, what we're seeing right now is a lot of prospecting going on that's automated, whether that be by email or by LinkedIn. Um, the, the ones that I'm picking on right now are yeah. cold email outreach and um, cold LinkedIn outreach via sure. LinkedIn Sales Navigator. I want a full disclosure okay. that I've been a part and, of that problem. And, um, <laughs> and, and as have I. Um, <laughs> as have I. And, and so, um, you know, Oftentimes, what's working in marketing, it has a shelf life. And when everyone begins to do whatever tactic that is, it stops being effective. Um, and that is the case with uh, LinkedIn outreach. Now, um, I'm looking for a particular graphic that I shared around my annoyance with this particular uh, type of outreach, and it got a lot of engagement. Um, but it basically, if I, I can't no, but, find it right now. But yeah. basically, what it was was it was an image of a it was an image of a woman crying, and and it said, "Thanks for connecting with, with me on LinkedIn and reaching and, and and reaching out to me with your sales pitch five minutes <laughs> afterwards." Yes. Um, but basically, right? You get the idea. Um, what, we're, what I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting probably anywhere from 7 to 10 invite requests per day, which on the face of them, mm -hmm. they seem fine. It's somebody in the United States who does something. They seem like a reputable professional. And it usually starts with them saying something along the lines of, you're fun, your, your background yeah. is so impressive, we know a few of the same people, would love to connect. Okay, well, the first time I've got that one, I was, yeah, you know, I was flattered. Wow, they thought my yeah. background was impressive. Um, and the second time, third time, tenth time, fifteenth time, uh, I was yeah. less flattered. 
right? <laughs> um, and, and so what's happening is once I connect with these folks, right after I accept their request, naively accept their request to connect, I get this long oh, the um, pitch, insincere yeah, yeah. pitch, right? Um, and I think that that is my major issue is if you're going to connect with me, you know, at, at least make me try and yeah. feel special. Yeah. Like you really wanted to <laughs> like right. put some effort yeah. in you know, that. Um, said something, otherwise I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, you said something really interesting that, that in a way, like the, the thing is it's all about, um, you know, when people find something that in theory works and then everyone jumps on, they ruin it for everybody. Um, the appeal was that it was like, oh, this is a really interesting personal way to, to interact with someone who I'm just getting to know. And once it became as easy as emailing and spamming people, then people naturally defaulted to spamming. Um, and we've struggled with, cause I know we've tried the link, LinkedIn outreach and for a while we did the, you know, hello, nice to meet you. Here's our pitch thing. And, um, uh, I agree cause it happened. People hate that. And it's, it's annoying. And I know that when I get it, I don't like it. And yet we still tried it. And probably a lot of people listening have tried it. Um, and, and so for, for you, as you look at better strategies, it's a great, LinkedIn's a great tool. It's a really great way to find people. Do you have a, you know, here's a better way to do that kind of outreach approach? Yeah. Um, I find that right now, utilizing LinkedIn cold outreach can still work. Um, even if you're reaching out to people that, that um, have been sort of burned by uh, cold outreach, um, if you use the right language, if you use the right copy, if you re use the right messaging, it's not so much about, I think initially people were enamored by the fact that, wow, I can reach 75 people a day and get them to connect with me, all a very sort of specific audience. I can tailor it through Sales Navigator. Um, but then when they had the power to do that, they would send this crappy message out to everybody um, that would just turn everybody off. Um, exactly, yeah. yeah. So here's an example. Um, did you see my screen? Let's see, not Because yet. I'm sharing it now. Okay. Well, uh, let's see if that changes. Um, but essentially, uh, what we, we have software that allows our clients to reach out to a multitude of people on LinkedIn, 50 to 75 uh, invites we can send uh, to folks on their behalf. Uh, the way that we're more effective, though, is the first off really granularly developing the audience. So who do you want to reach out to? Why do you want to reach out to them? That's part one. Um, part two is what's the value proposition. And this is not a pitch for Roosterly. I'm saying anyone who does something similar should at least spend enough time um, understanding these components because that's what results in the conversion that you're exactly. wanting. Right. Um, so understanding the audience um, and understanding the value proposition, right? Um, and then crafting a message that's thoughtful, uh, that's compelling. 
and sincere. And I find that incorporating humor into that tends to work better. Humor is great, and humor humor is difficult. So how do you how do you thread the needle? How, how have you been successful doing that? Yeah, there's no substitute for time. Um, so different clients have different temperaments. They have they they could be in a more buttoned up industry or a less buttoned up industry. So spending time with them, like, like you and I are talking right now, spending 45 minutes an hour with them, understanding some of their sensibilities, understanding their tone, their humor, their voice, and what they feel comfortable with, and then creating two or three versions of outreach copy, sharing it with them. And if they feel comfortable with it, testing that outreach copy yeah. over a week. Uh, and you, and if you're sending copy out over a week, you can get some pretty good data in terms of what's working consistently and what's not working. I got to say, I absolutely love that there's no substitute for timeline. I think that's really great. And part of, I think, where people fall short and what we see and react to negatively is things that are just throwaway and thoughtless. And they were done sort of, you know, just sort of as a throwaway copy. You know, I, I know I get a lot. I, um, I know why I do this, but I, I collect email subject lines that I hate. And, you know, like anyone that's sending me an email that's like quick, quick question or business proposal for, or just checking in, it's just, you're not, I, I can tell just from the subject line that you're not trying to authentically engage me. And authenticity is a thing you said earlier too. And, and that's the thing. It's like, if you're not good marketing and good copy and understanding, you know, who you're talking to, all that stuff hasn't changed. We've just made it easy to break all the, the rules and spam everybody. Yes, and then that way you get yeah. lumped in. I mean, even if you're somebody who's trying to be good, if you don't understand some of the principles behind what makes yeah. for compelling copy or what elicits an emotional, a positive sure. emotional response that gets somebody to convert, you're just going to be spinning your wheels and be sending invites out to 75 people a day that just you will literally have the opposite right, effect right, right. of what they're of, of what you're wanting. You're only not only will people um, not respond, but they'll actually feel right. negatively right. towards yeah. you. <laughs> like they, they will actively not yeah. want to work with you. Right? You know, it's funny because we were talking about you know um, you know people pick up on something that works. One of the things that I've been doing lately that I really like, and I'm worried will get spamified, is um, uh, video content seems to be the thing and has been for a little while, but really picking up steam. I think I even saw that the the Edelman uh, marketing survey said that um, now more than fifty percent of people expect video content from the brands they're interacting with, and you know, for me, I found that you know, even like we're doing this now today with this, this podcast, it goes out on video too, and uh, um, lots of people watch it on YouTube uh, instead of other other mediums. I'm, I'm curious for you, um, you know, how much is video played into stuff that works on stuff you're doing? Yeah. Um- so, you know, let me answer that question in, in a slightly macro way and then micro way. Um, it's never been easier for the average person on LinkedIn or the average small business owner to pick up a phone and, and record yeah. a video yeah. and post it. Um, what's been frustrating is that and that's led to a lot of good things. For example, 
low production quality videos in some cases uh, get a lot higher conversion yeah. than yeah. high production quality videos, uh, production cost videos. Um, and I, I think one of one of the things that we've seen over the past year, year and a half, is that having uh, a video that you make just on the fly and post, uh, it's acceptable sure. now. People are more receptive to digesting information that way. It's not any less credible. Yeah. That's a big deal. Um, now, the downside is you've got individuals with more confidence than knowledge. That's um, a good one. More confidence than actual factual knowledge, right? Um and they're willing to go on LinkedIn or social media platforms and say things that are just untrue. Um, <laughs> and I get, I suppose that that's the case with television and, and radio and other things, but we're just seeing so much of it on LinkedIn where you've got a guru who's not really a guru or somebody who's giving advice, God forbid, on healthcare care uh, that's just patently false, yeah. but there's nothing preventing them sure. from doing that. So um, although we're seeing more and more people on video, um, it really depends on how comfortable you are. For example, right now we uh, run ads on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and our best performing ads are are ones that are just graphics. Okay. Um, so it's, 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 uh, if you're, if you're talking from a conversion standpoint, it's not necessarily the case that video is definitely going to work, but yes, it, it, to answer a, the broader question, everyone and their mother seems to be more and more comfortable getting on LinkedIn and saying yep. something uh, of questionable yeah, value. And even in like, in, in other you know channels too, uh, uh, we've used for ourselves and, and clients, you know, things like uh, you know, a, a loom or a one mob or a bomb bomb where you can, you know, just as quickly record a, 32 second video and send that as an email. And, you know, um, it's really easy to send a thousand emails to people. It's hard to one by one, you know, do a video. So it's definitely got a, a, a personal touch. You have to come up with something to say. And I feel like, and from an authenticity point of view, who you are gets across, whether they like it or not is, you know, that's up to you. And it's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great opportunity. And I just, I somewhat fear that, you know, that's another one of those things that people are going to see works and then just, you know, flood you with, you know, video will be the next uh, spam uh, carrier. Yeah. So, so for uh, you bring up a really interesting point. So for a lot of our, uh, so for example, the bulk of Rooster Lee's service is a 30 day free trial with a $99 per month, you know, post free trial um, ad spend. And, or a subscription fee. Um, and in, in, what we've seen is that in that initial 30-day period, if we, as part of the account management process, when we make a personalized video um, about, it could be something you know nominal, like how to connect your accounts. And so if I'm saying, hey, so-and-so, I just want to make this quick video to share with you about how to do XYZ, um, the response that we get from those is super positive. But you're right. Um, that tactic is going to have a shelf life. And, and like, you know, all these, you know, when you look at that, every year there's that Marcom tools uh, graphic with, a, a you know, 10,000 icons on it and it grows. Um, in a way, it, all, it does all come back to like the fundamentals of those communication 
strategies. When you do it well and you do it in the medium, it, it'll, it'll perform. Um, but you, you just, you risk having all this noise. I know one of the things I've experienced, um, as, as we've done it has been, um, at least for the time being, all the platforms seem to prefer video. So, you know, when I put something out that's a video on LinkedIn, it gets maybe 10x the views that, uh, you know, a post or something else might get because those platforms seem to prefer it now. So, you know, maybe they're going to encourage the flood of spam, but that does seem to be a way to hack your way to the top is video content's going to outperform at least on some of those platforms. I'm curious if you've seen that happen uh, in your world. I, what we're seeing is, not to sound cliche, but the message is the medium. So we've seen the best performance out of campaigns that we run that are multi-platform um, or multi-media, right? So, uh, for example, one that's performing really well right now in terms of ads is where you've got a, sta- a static image with um, okay. a voice over it, and you've got that little um, equalizer type of uh, uh, graphics okay. that shows yeah, yeah, yeah. sound coming out of it. Um uh, I don't know what the technical term for is for it is, but that works well with a mix of short videos. I would say at the at the when videos are over about four minutes long, um, we tend to see okay. people dropping off. Uh, another thing that we see in terms of conversion rates for videos are, and I don't know why this phenomenon exists, but when you've got a video of someone who appears to be on the go, like they just left a meeting and they're just outside holding their camera and talking right into it. Those tend to perform well uh, versus a static office background. Um, Another one that tends to perform well is when the individual is in their car. They could be parked. Um, And I think... This is not driving. You're someone who is... (laughs) <laughs> this, is not, this is not driving. Please don't do this for me. Um, uh, an, another one that performs well, I, I think what folks like to, to see is yeah. variance. Uh, we've got a client, for example, who is always posting, he posts videos every day uh, to his Facebook and Instagram, etc. And they're always of him in his office. And over time, they get less and less engagement because it's literally feels like it's the same thing going on. Um, and so adding that sort of background variance uh, can That's help. That's really great. Engagement. Cause I think the idea that I've been thinking about lately is this idea. I'm always pursuing the idea of the pattern interrupt. So do something different, do the thing that other people aren't doing and it sticks out. And then the problem is when a pattern interrupt works, which is what we just talked about, the pattern interrupt becomes the pattern. And so like, honestly, like, as you say this, I'm, I'm guilty of, um, I always do, I always film my stuff from here. So there's probably a version of how, you know, this thing is seen, whereas me in a black background. And so the idea of varying it up and interrupting that to do, do an outside one, do a car, do one at the, you know, the cafe or whatever, um, just because it's different, it naturally is a, a pattern interrupt sort of effect. 
Yep. Um, that's really interesting. Um, well, so because we started this with the idea that there'd be some things we talk about that's uh, not working and other things that are working. Um, I know you had some kind of stats loaded up that seemed pretty interesting, um, and whether or not our technology uh, is, uh, allows us to share them or not. Are any of those sort of um, you know interesting to, to dive into as we talk about this uh, working or not working idea? Yeah. Um, if our screen sharing is working, I, you should be seeing it on your screen. Do you know you see what? It right um, now? Even if we don't, um, how about this? Send them to me, and I'll edit them later for the uh, uh, the final version. You can just talk to them. Okay, that's fine. So let me yeah, talk through them with you um, real quick. Um, so we do um, LinkedIn prospecting on behalf of I, I, a fair number of folks in a variety of different industries. So we've learned a thing or two about what works, um, at least right now. Because it'll change, right? like we just said. Yeah. Um, and this, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, so th- what I'm showing you now, this individual, he is in franchise consulting. So it's his job to go and find folks that are maybe mid-career or changing careers that are interested in buying uh, into a franchise and exiting their corporate uh, role. So what we had him do was sign up for LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Now, in Sales Navigator, as you know, you can very narrowly target a group of individuals, right? And so we had him save a a list, um, and he built a list of 8,389 people across the country that would be a good prospect for him. And it's surprisingly simple to do that in LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It takes all 10 minutes. Um, What I'm proud of is that within a span from February 18th through March 4th, so just over two weeks, we were able to get him connected to 461 people. Um, And these are sophisticated people. These are the people that are apathetic to getting invites, right? Um, But I think our copy, our outreach, um, combined with his profile, made our results um, in terms of getting connections uh, quite positive. Now, that's not as big of a deal as getting... 34 replies, yeah. positive responses from individuals, um, okay. which that's, that's like what he received. Like Again, right. this is in a two-week period. Of those 30, yeah, not bad at all. Um, of those 34 replies, six of those were qualified hmm. leads, and of those six, two of them turned into serious wow. prospects. Those are good results. Right? Um, so in a two-week period... Those are really good results, and I, I, again, my my. If nothing else, if there's anybody listening to this, it's not the technology that allows you to reach out to seventy five, a hundred people a day. And, and I think what happens is people are like, "Wow, I can reach out to five million people right away," and so you know, hit that send button, and that's the, the, the although that's tempting. Spend twice as much time, three times as much time, really looking at your audience, what they sure. respond to, A and B testing. D 
different messages. And you can do this in a span of a yeah, week. Yeah. It's very easy to do that. And once you figure out what's working, turn up the volume on that, right? Um, and you'd be surprised how many people don't pay attention to yeah. or want to do that. That is such a – that's a really great um, approach. That's a great line. Um, there's, there's like three stealable quotes in that line. That's really good. Steal away, right? Well, hey, listen. So, I, I think honestly, like, I, I, I think we should, we should, let's end it there because that was such a great cap and such a great success story. Um, I'll put like all your info in the the details of the uh, uh, the podcast here. But as uh, as always, a pleasure uh, to see and, and talk with you. And uh, uh, as vaccines come out here, I can't wait to get a grab a sandwich with you. Yeah, let's do it, man. I got at least three or four. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, too. Hey, you made it all the way to the end. Thanks. Don't forget to subscribe if you want to hear more content just like this.